time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 it's time for another episode of Cox and Crendor. In the morning, I'm Jesse Cox. That is Crendor. Did you ever notice that Tuesday could be called Tuesday, like the number two? I just now noticed that. I don't think that that means anything, though. Are you implying there was a reason behind that? Possibly. What if uh, the person who made up the days... <laughs> yes, that guy. <laughs> they like the number John- two... Johnny Daseman was his name. Okay. And he liked the number two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You did not just give me an okay for making up some BS, but then you're going to go in for 20 minutes like, well, you know. No, I do the okays. Okay. Continue, please. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, he liked the number two, and he liked days, so he called it two-day, but he was like, oh, wait. We already used today. What uh-huh. if we called it Tuesday? Uh huh. Like the day of the twos. Uh huh. It's the it's Tuesday. If uh-huh. two were a person, it would be his day. It's Tuesday, and he's just but like, yo, I'm the number two, T-U-E-S. and this is my day. It's spelled entirely different. Don't ruin this for me. That's really all I'm here to do. So, all right, all right. Okay. We got to get on track. Okay. We we got to make this show lean and mean today. Lean uh, and mean like a steak cooked by Jeff mm, at Chili D. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of emails and responses yesterday about that. Apparently, people think that a restaurant called Chili D's with a douchebag waiter is hilarious. <laughs> that and a lot of people wanted us to talk more about Maury, which <laughs> is really bad I mean, because they shouldn't ask for that because we could go on about Maury for. I don't know, a whole week of shows. A whole like week. Like, Maury week. An entire week. We should do that. That'll be one we week. Should, yeah. We're, all we do is watch Maury. The, we should just make our podcast the Maury podcast, where we watch episodes of Maury and comment on it. I'm <laughs> not saying that would be amazing, <laughs> but it would. <laughs> It'd be like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but with Maury. Lots of beeps. 90% of the show just beeps. <laughs> we don't really know what they're saying, but we kind of follow along. So we got a bunch of uh, messages about that, so thank you guys. That was... Very nice of you to send us all those, all your thoughts about what essentially was the stupidest thing we've ever talked about. So, thank you. But I I think we should move on to bigger and better. So, give us a new story. All right. You know, it's it's bright, it's early. What's going on in the world? The world of 2030, U.S. declines food, water, maybe scarce. Scarce? Scarce. (laughs) Scarce. (laughs) (laughs) A scarce, a scarce, <laughs> what? Scarce, not scarce, <laughs> baby scarce. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like something you would wrap around your neck. It looks like scarce. <laughs> Why did the person that wrote the or created the word add like an E after the A? That's scarce. Scarce, yes. Scarce. 
Would be scarce. Okay, continue. The English language is stupid. <laughs> is that what the problem is? Hold on, I gotta look this up now. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to look up. There is literally nothing to look up. Hold on. Oh, no, my hold God. on. I gotta let Google pronounce it for me. Scarce. Okay, Google doesn't know anything. Scarce resources are scarce. Why can't it be pronounced scarce? <laughs> <laughs> scarce scarce sounds like something a woman wears around her neck it's not quite a scarf it's made out of some type of wool that is super lightweight and free flowing and she's like it's my scars we've created that trademark jessica 2012 anyway yes continue please so this guy says the world of 2030 we're gonna have not much food and water well yeah because the population will grow actually wait no hold on Water, I can agree with. I think water is definitely, that is probably something we'll run out of. But food, we grow so much food, we throw away half of it. Like, mm -hmm. farmers right now are paid to not grow food here in the United States. We have, we have an excess amount of food. That I don't think will be an issue. We can always generate, we can, we can clone some cows and, and feed it to people, just not tell them they're clone cows. No one cares. Yeah, but, let's give it to the poor people. <laughs> Better than them starving. Give it to the poor people. <laughs> I can imagine you <laughs> delivering cloned cows in your hybrid car with your scars flapping like, around your neck. They'll be like, isn't like, that the guy from Cox and Crandor? Like, yes, I've come, dear friends, to deliver you cloned cows in a box full of scarces. <laughs> Then after they mug and kill you, <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, then I couldn't do that because I'd be in my hover car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is 2030. Yeah. Hopefully by then we have hover cars, and you'll mm -hmm. you'll have your scars on as you fly through the sky, dropping. You just drop cloned cows on people, <laughs> like mail delivery service. That's you. <laughs> Poor. I, look. All right. You're right. <laughs> That's probably who would get the cloned cows. Like, they give it to, like, the people in Africa and the people in third world nations. I, I understand, but you said it in quite possibly the most offensive way possible, which is <laughs> wonderful. Again, <laughs> send all your fan art of Crendor in a scarce throwing, throwing cloned cows at people. <laughs> I want this so badly. <laughs> uh, is it like the equivalent of fat girls? Yes, yes. You are Jeff today. You are Jeff. We're gonna get, on Yelp, we're going to get a review that's like, well, well, well. <laughs> the poor people are poor. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay. Before, before we create an international incident. This guy says, we do not predict the future, which would be an impossible feat, but instead provide a framework for thinking about possible futures and their implications. Does he really have to say that? Does he really? Like, look, look, I am no predictor of the future. This is just possibilities. <laughs> like, really? Someone's going to be like, this guy predicted it. Climate change will worsen the outlook for the availability of these critical resources. Climate change analysis suggests that the severity of existing weather pattern patterns will intensify, with wet areas getting wetter and dry and arid areas becoming more so. We are not necessarily headed into a world of scarcities, but nice. policymakers and their private sector partners will need to be proactive to avoid such a future. It's a climate change article talking about, all right, well, I mean, 
yeah, but people said that years ago. So it's nice that another person says that they agree with something other people already said a long time. You know what this is? This is that, this is those people who are like, the science is still out on climate change. No, shut up. If, if you looked over the last year, the entire world got like effed in, in the world butt because of climate change. So shut up. It's just humans intensify it. We make it worse. Mm-hmm. That's our motto. <laughs> I want I want our first space adventure. When humans go out into space and we introduce ourselves to other species, we say, we're humans. We make it worse. I want that. <laughs> that, that should be on the spaceship. <laughs> so everyone exactly. in space can see. We don't even have to say it. They just know it. Like, oh, it's the humans again. <laughs> just, oh, my God, the humans. They're just going to make it worse. <laughs> what if we mine the oil from all the planets? Couldn't you just harness the power of your sun? No. We'll steal all their moon rocks. Yes, their unobtainium will be ours. Mm-hmm. Then we'll mm-hmm. use the moon rocks to power the flying cars. Is that how it works? Yes. I, I don't know if that's how the Jetsons logic worked, but I'll take it. The Jetsons weren't real. I don't know oh, I'm didn't. sorry, but the flying <laughs> cars will be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't All right, know. All right, so what... If people will be allowed to fly the flying cars, I would think robots would be in charge of that. There's nothing we need to get wrong more than having robots go crazy while flying our flying cars. Well, would you rather have people fly the flying cars? No, but I, this is why we don't have flying cars, I think. Because it's you can't regulate crazy people from just, like, dive-bombing houses and stuff. That's why we have robots! But when the robots revolt, because they will, I don't want to be like the passenger in a robot taxi when he's like, kill, destroy, murder, zero, one, one, zero. Humans, they ruin everything. (laughs) Even us, red eyes. That'll be a movie. Once the scarcity hits. (laughs) Once the scarcity hits. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. All right, yeah, be, continue with this article. We are way off it'll base. It'll be called here. The Robot Scarcity 2030. The Robot Scarcity. <laughs> robot Scarcity. Wow. The Clone Cows. The clone- Robot Scarcity 2030. Colon. Clone the Clone Cows. The Clone Cow Wars. Yes. Yes. Where they fly their flying cars, the robots, powered uh-huh. by moon rocks. Uh huh. And there's a scarce, a scarce selection of resources and they use their weapons as uh-huh. use cows as their weapons but so they're they clone, cows. clone cows oh okay all this seems like more, more likely they used to fire cows <laughs> <laughs> what a, continue with the article i want to hear where this is going oh it also suggests that islamist extremism may be a thing in the past in 2030 but that doesn't mean small groups won't try to wreak havoc with more widespread access to lethal and disrupt- disruptive technologies, individuals who are experts in such ni- niche areas as cyber systems might sell their services to the highest bidder, including terrorists who would focus less on causing mass casualties and more on creating widespread economic and financial distributions. Are we finally going to get supervillains? Did it take this long to get supervillains? None of this, like, oh, we're evil countries or oh, we're evil terrorists. Where's the one, like, I am Dr. Melt hand, <laughs> and I—he—he's the one who turns the robots against us. It's Dr. all coming Melt together. Hand. Twenty twenty thirty, Doctor Melt hand. <laughs> His hands are constantly melting. <laughs> I can't ever hold anything. 
<laughs> He's got like a bucket next to him. <laughs> this is the worst superpower ever. <laughs> but does his hand melting? Is it like molten lava? And then he can fling the lava at people. No, it's something lame like like milk. <laughs> That's why he uses cloned cows. He'll just his have hands people. are made of milk. He'll ask all his like prisoners like, "So are you lactose intolerant?" All right. I think, I think the story's over. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I didn't know because I I actually know this story because they were talking about it all day today on TV. Basically, they're saying that the United States will no longer be a superpower in 2030, and. Uh, the follow-up, of course, because once people hear that in this country, they're like, oh, no! Uh, the follow-up is like, there will be no superpowers. China won't be, there won't be any superpowers because companies and stuff like that, those will be the superpowers. Mm. And I was like, this is sounding more and more like the kind of futures where it doesn't turn out good for people. <laughs> like in the <laughs> movies where the future is run by evil corporations and you don't even, I don't even have to name any. Everyone can think of, like, four off the top of their head right now. Yeah. That, they always are dark, chilling visions of things to come. Turns out, it looks like they're right. So, when the evil corporations take over and Skynet goes online. Skynet. So I'll start. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> Scarce. Robot. Scarcity. I think it could be a movie called Scar City. Scar City sounds like a great name for a movie. It does. Yeah. They should have called, uh, what was that movie about the, with Tom Cruise? Is it Tom Cruise and it's just the name of a guy? Jack Reacher? They should yeah. call that Scar City. It should be called Scar City. Scar City, the Jack Reacher Chronicles. Yes. Boom. That would make it Boom. ten times, if not a hundred times, more watchable. I would watch it. I would watch it right now. I, I would, would, I would too. I would leave this conversation right now <laughs> to watch so that it's movie. It's just Jack Reacher. I'm like, oh, it's Jack Reacher. I don't care. But if it's Scar City, you're like, whoa. There's going to be people with scars in that city because of their dreadful pasts. The scarcity of Scar City. That Mind. sounds like the, the douchiest <laughs> independent film ever. Directed by Jeff. Directed by Jeff. Starring <laughs> Kate Winslet. <laughs> She's so confused. All right, let's, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Because now, now it's time to go to Crendor up in Chapter Chapter Seven. High in the sky. How's the traffic looking out there, buddy? Oh, right now I'm above Scar City, and uh, it's looking pretty good. Traffic's moving pretty well. You can take the I-54 all the way up to the I-81, down to the I-82. That's gonna get you to I-86, and then if you loop around the I-04, you're gonna hit right where you need to go today. All right, thanks, Crendor. Now it's time to go over to Crendor at the sports desk. Crendor, what's happening in sports? Uh, in sports, the Patriots blew out the Texans. The, sounds, a lot of people that's... were expecting a good game because the Texans are one of the top teams in football. But nope, Tom Brady was like, yo, I'm Tom Brady. I throw four touchdowns. And they cheat. And they Everyone cheat. Everyone knows that the Patriots cheat. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. So. Also... The Niners have suspended running back Brandon Jacobs after his playing time complaints. Wait, so he was complaining of having, not having enough playing time, right? Yes. In any other job, could you get away with saying, oh, you have a problem with not playing enough? Fine, don't play at all. <laughs> could any other job, like, like, you don't put me on the clock enough, or you don't give me enough hours, could anyone be like, fine, they have no hours? Like, isn't that illegal? I think so. But I mean, in sports it isn't. 
but in sports you get you get contracted like they don't have to sign you yeah i guess that's right yeah yeah all right all right you win this time sports <laughs> sports all right now let's go over to the weather desk crendor how's that weather looking today's weather we're gonna be heading on down to good old buffalo new york spent, spent many a year there going to school uh well today in buffalo it is going to be 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, there's going to be some snow tonight as well. And the sunrise will be at 7.37 a.m. So you can get outside and feel that brisk 32 degree Fahrenheit weather. And a jog and some trending no, keywords. No, don't, don't do that. You will <laughs> die. You will freeze to death. Don't so, do that. Some trending keywords uh, in the Buffalo area are snow, rain, and cold. That's almost all year round, actually. <laughs> even in summer, there's like, yes, oh, there, even might be, it is, there might be snow. But most likely rain. Man, it's cold here. Oh, we got some tweets. Okay. Meg Kozlowski says, there's a 30% chance it's already cold outside. Hello. And yours truly, spelled T-R-U-E-L-Y, says, uh-huh. and muggy out here. That wasn't one of the key words. She's changing it up. She's changing it up. She's a go-getter. We should see if one of these people would reply to us. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that girl's name? Here's here's Meg Kozlowski. Spell that. M-E-G. Uh-huh. K-O-Z. Uh-huh. L-O-W-S-K-I. All one word. All right. Everyone listening right now, tweet at Meg Kozlowski or whatever her name is. And say, we love you, I bet it's cold there. Hashtag Cox and Crendor in the morning. Boom. Be nice to her. Don't be mean. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't need people coming on this and be like, well, well, well. <laughs> if it isn't Cox and Crendor in the morning. <laughs> and they're all like <laughs> uh, Alright, so that's it. So now I think it's time for a big New story of the day. What do you got for me? Six things women love about men, according to Match.com on Yahoo. Ooh, this is good. We need to know this stuff. We do. All right, hit me, hit me. Number one, she loves that you're a man of few words. (laughs) (laughs) Code, she wants you to shut the hell up. (laughs) Yeah. Strangely enough. If this was what men look for in women, this would also be number one. <laughs> she, he likes when you don't talk to him about your day. That would be number one. All right, so ba- basically what we're learning is healthy relationships don't really have a lot of talking. Sharing with your, sharing with your loved one you would think would be a good idea, but according to Match.com, not very good. Well, she says, it's no secret that women love to communicate with the men in their lives. Women like to connect, and when that happens, they will melt, says Emerson E. Egerich's PhD author of Love and Respect, the love that she makes, most desires, no the respect he desperately needs. That, do, that makes no sense, what, what he just said, but okay. Like, wait, wouldn't just human beings in general need to connect? Yeah, well, when she connects to you, she'll just melt. What? That's a nonsense phrase, sir. Well, he says... According to Dr. Eggrich's, women don't need a lot of verbiage from men. The truth is, your lady can get the same communication from you, from you via eye contact. Tip number one, silently stare at a lady, gentlemen. They'll love it. 
Hold on, I'm taking notes. This is what I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to a bar tomorrow night and just stare at women when they walk in. <laughs> They'll be like, like "Wow, hello, ladies. that guy is connecting with me." I, I feel am, like he's connecting with me. I am melting on the inside. <laughs> I better not get too close. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Number two. He's like the sun. I'll just burn up. She loves your hairy body. Really? Wait. She likes your what? That's right. Go ahead and cancel that back waxing appointment. A study at the Zoological Society of San Diego. We went to animals. <laughs> and says, they love hair. It's weird. <laughs> it says of people, not animals. <laughs> but they went to the Zoological Society. <laughs> it was a joke is that they went to... Oh, shut up. I can continue. Revealed that women are more attracted to men with furry bodies, regardless of the silhouette. Scientists theorize that body hair advertises good health and active hormones, making it a positive <laughs> sign in the selection of a mate. These are the, we picked the best stories today. <laughs> the best. The best. I need to do a study about actively finding a woman who loves body hair. Because to me, those women seem very scarce. They probably don't want you to be, like, overwhelmed with body hair like a 40-year-old Italian man. <laughs> Send your angry letters to <laughs> Wild Crendor. We don't have any 40-year-old Italian men listening. That's our entire They're audience. all, like, off eating spaghetti. Our entire audience is spaghetti-eating 40-year-old Italian men who love cloned hamburger meat. <laughs> well, what the hell's the matter with you? You're ruining this for us. Well, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! He's a crendo! He's making fun of us! Just listen to Laura McNeely of Spring, Texas. I always love noticing that a guy, especially a clean cut one, has a little bit of chest hair sticking up out of his Oxford shirt. It's like saying, I may have an uptight job, but there's a caveman lurking inside. Two things. One, she's from Texas. Two, she said a little bit. That's code for I don't want a lot, yeah. just a little hair. And they're saying like, you need get, to get be your, Bigfoot. Get your back hair on, fellas. The <laughs> ladies love it. Number number three, she loves your unnatural emotional attachment to your favorite sports team. <laughs> I like how they even call it unnatural. <laughs> she loves that you're obsessed over over something so silly. <laughs> Most men learn by their teens to downplay their obsession with professional sports in front of the ladies, but dating coach David Wagon says that revealing certain elements of your big league insanity to a woman will make her feel more connected to you. Men try to hide when our eyes get all wet during the last 30 seconds of a game or when we what? see our fellow men get all what? emotional on the sidelines. What? But after a long season, we need that emotional release, Wigan says. And the truth is, women would rather see you get sappy over sports than never see you act mushy at all. It lets them know there's a sensitive guy underneath, and if you are prone to hugging your friends after your team wins, you just added some bonus points. Hold the phone. <laughs> You have a lot of problems, a lot more problems than holding in your emotions if you're crying when your sports team is either losing or winning. <laughs> one like, of my uh, friends is, like, super obsessed like that. Like, like, after the Packers lost one time, he went on his Facebook was just like, the world sucks! Yeah, going growing up in a Steelers household, right, when mm -hmm. they would lose to the Patriots, the worst team that ever lived, <laughs> when they would lose to the Patriots, 
uh, every day at school, John Pennard, I hate you, John Pennard, every day he'd be like, he looks like the Pats won again, right? And I would yeah. hate having to go to school to hear his douchey comments. That's, That's why true. I liked when, it, it has nothing to do with like, man, my team, I, I bleed for them. No, you just don't want to hear your asshole friend who's like, hey, hey, hey your team lost, didn't he? Like, oh, I will kill you, That's Ronnie. what happened being a Packer fan in Chicago. Is that would be like, the Packers won. And then when they lost, all the Bear fans would be like, huh? Huh? You right? suck! It's same thing, same thing living in Ohio. You had the Browns. Every time the Steelers would play the Browns or the, the Bengals, luckily both those teams are very bad. <laughs> but when they would win, it was like the world had ended and everyone <laughs> yeah. in the city was like, well, well, well. Look what we got here. And that's what guys are concerned about. When you see that tear, they're like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with so much crap tomorrow. That's not emotion. That's them getting yeah. pissed that they're going to have to deal with a, a bad day on Monday. That's just about 99% of it. It's not for the reasons this guy says. I feel like there's an emotional involvement because it's like you watch them every week. So it's like right. you get attached to that team because you keep watching them. So you get to like learn about them and then you just feel like, oh, like yeah, this is like the team I watch. It's, it's the same thing with uh, political parties. You notice during this last election, people voted really heavily on party lines just because they were affiliated with the party. Like, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote for a Democrat. So I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote for a Republican. And it's getting to the point where it's like sports level of loyalty. <laughs> That's what I kept saying is like politics are like sports now. We're like, yeah, us Republicans got the Romney playing quarterback. You better watch out, other team. And, and so and it's that kind of level, like butting heads. And when you lose, you saw the people who were – borderline crazy like we were, yeah. it was stolen it was robbed from us it was right and and you also had the people who were like yeah take that republican team right yeah. but then you also had the crazy people who were like i ran over my husband because he didn't vote for romney right like that yeah. woman like if your guy gets upset after a loss good he's he's a natural guy but if he sits there and is like sobbing like his world ended <laughs> yeah. because a four-hour game on a Sunday didn't end the way he wanted to, and he didn't go like, well, there's always next week, I guess, then he's crazy. And the independent parties and all the other parties are like the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> the fans still root for them, but they know they'll never win. <laughs> yep. Did you see the article? Oh, my God, there's an article about a Chiefs fan who in his obituary said died a Chiefs fan and that he listed one of his death reasons as the Chiefs losing. <laughs> a broken heart. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yup. That's fun. All right. What, what, what other great tips do we have? Number four, she loves when you act tough. While women often want an evolved, emotionally available available man these days, putting a little wild man demeanor into your repertoire can equal popularity on the dating scene. Most women want a bad boy quality so they don't have to act perfect all the time, says Nancy Slotnick, author of Turn Your Cab Light On, Get Your Dream Man in Six Months or Less. <laughs> that is a book women should use. Turn your cab light on so a man can get a ride. <laughs> After all, if a woman is afraid to be anything less than perfect in front of you, your relationship will be stifled and you'll end up bored. What? Stifled? Stifled. <laughs> there we go. I corrected stifled. it. <laughs> oh my god. And Giddens of Wilmington. We're moving on. Wearing the Wearing the scars <laughs> is stifling my, my movement. 
A lot of guys are total gentlemen on dates, so being with someone who mouths off a bit shows that he'll protect me if something happens. What? No! And that, in, no. in turn, no. makes no. me feel girly and taken care of. It's a total no. turn-on. Here's the thing. This woman is also, this woman's just as nuts as the guys who are like, I'm crying over my sports team. <laughs> she's saying she's, this, look, look, I'm not saying whatever this woman's name is has daddy issues, but she's got daddy issues. The reason why guys pretend to be gentlemen and something they're not on the first date is because they're actively trying to impress you. When a guy isn't actively trying to impress you, it means he doesn't care about you, which I guess- Jeff. Means he's Jeff is what it means. Yep. But it it means that he doesn't care. And so if you're like, oh, I think it's sweet because he's, you know, it makes me feel like like he's manhandling me. That's probably what he is going to do to you <laughs> later. That sounds like a broken relationship in the making. Nancy Slotnick, you are wrong. <laughs> I'm not even a woman, and I know you're wrong. Like you just set back women's lip like 25 years. Like let a man just rough you up. Turn on the cab light. Let's move on to number five. God. She loves your artistic side. You don't need a massive paycheck to appeal to the ladies. They actually find the I'm working on a screenplay lifestyle alluring. One study found that artists and poets had experienced a total of four to ten romantic partners, while people with less creative jobs had three. According to the study author, <laughs> creative people tend to be less or tend to be charismatic and their artistic pursuits are particularly interesting to others. The study also found that the number of romantic partners an artsy type had increased when he spent more time on creative, right-brain pursuits. And you don't have to be a starving artist to appeal to women. Even if you're an investment analyst, you might play the saxophone on the side. So flaunt that hobby. Women dig guys with creativity. That's good news for us, but also entirely flawed and wrong. Because this is going the, well. I'm creative and highly immune. If you just start telling women that they that they look hot in those pants, but <laughs> not as hot as the girl across the room, you're perfect. You're and that perfect I'm man. very hairy. You are very, very hairy. And love my sports teams unnaturally. And you want to ride them like a New York cabbie. Well, no, New York cab! <laughs> 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 All right, then. New York cap. <laughs> you got this. And finally, she loves your geeky electronics obsession. Your wall of speaker cords. Your closet full of video games. Your wireless universe. Believe it or not, the very things that women roll their eyes about can also be the things that draw them in, too. When a guy shows a woman some new gadget, it shows his intelligence, says Andrea Miller, founder of... Founder and CEO of YourTango.com, an, um, an online magazine about love, dating, and sex. It's also always attractive when someone has passion. May, be May Beach from Pine Hill, New Jersey agrees. Sometimes when I see my boyfriend working furiously at his laptop, it's the most endearing thing, she admits. It's like the difference between knowing a guy speaks a foreign language, ho-hum, and hearing him converse fluently in it. Hot! So don't be afraid to share your excitement about a bit of computer hardware. Just don't expect her to stand in line overnight with you waiting with bated breath for it to hit the shelves. <sighs> According to that, I should be rolling in women. <laughs> Just rolling in them. This article has taught me that outside my door, when I open up my front door, there'll just be women clawing at me. I mean, I can... Someone's knocking. That's you. That is you. That is you. 
Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow, so stay tuned till then. And as always, to be continued. Yeah! <laughs>